Welcome to the Serve the Team podcast with your host, Shelley Bischoff. The podcast will explore psychological safety and how it influences how teams work together. There is no doubt that leaders face significant workforce challenges. This podcast focuses on opportunities for leaders to empower high performance in their teams and enhance the employee experience of coming to work. Join the conversation with Shelly as she speaks freely about how you can best serve your team today. Hello, and welcome to episode one of Serve the Team. I'm excited to be able to share what psychological safety is all about, what it has to offer, how to assess whether it exists, what it's not, and where the opportunity lies for all of us to enhance how we work together on teams. It's been such an incredibly difficult time for organizations over the past three years. Organizations have been trying to conduct business, re-engage employees, meet consumer demands, and struggle with the residual effects of going through a global pandemic that unsettled us all. Psychological safety has been around for a long time, and research validates not only its existence, but also its value. We can define it as the belief an individual has to be able to speak up in the workplace without being judged, punished, rejected, shamed, or humiliated. How easy is it for us to speak up? All we need to do is look inside ourselves to know how comfortable we are doing that very thing. Psychological safety offers organizations, leaders, employees, teams, community partners, an opportunity to go beyond the status quo. To do more than the everyday functions of work, the same way they've always been accomplished. It offers the opportunity for us to grow, to synergize, create, innovate, and accomplish high-performance outcomes. I've had the opportunity to work with many leaders, sit down with them and have candid conversations about how their teams are doing, their concerns, and why I've been asked to come in and help. Leaders indicate they have encouraged and informed their team that it's okay to speak up. And I absolutely know that that's what they've done. The problem is that just saying it's okay to speak up isn't enough. We need to go beyond saying it's okay and start to fully understand where the barriers lie. Think about a time that you needed to introduce yourself or contribute in a team. How do you present yourself? What words do you use? How do you approach contributing? I ask this because we all are dealing with impression management, which is defined by our desire to influence the perceptions others have of us. We're playing a role sometimes. We say what we think others want to hear. We agree even if we have reservations. We choose not to use our voice rather than raising a concern. I'm often asked why a team isn't working well together when everything has been put into place. Their opinions have been asked and their feedback welcomed. Truly wanting to know what's happening in your team means taking a step back and looking at it differently 
And that's not always a comfortable position to be in as a leader. Our teams want to look competent, capable, intelligent, resilient, and able to meet the job demands expected of them. When I have the opportunity to assess the availability of psychological safety in a team, the results can be very surprising, not only to the leader who has invited me to work with the team, but also to the members of the team who don't anticipate what those results may look like. Psychological safety is about consciously creating the conditions for employees to be able to authentically contribute, problem-solve, spontaneously offer a new solution, make a mistake, and generally be able to connect with one another in meaningful ways. So if psychological safety is so important for teams to work beyond the status quo and achieve extraordinary performance outcomes, why isn't it happening? The answer is that it is happening on lots of teams. Some teams are just starting. Other teams are more sophisticated. They've already moved out of the comfort zone, of the apathy zone. They've transitioned into not only being polite and nice for the sake of agreeing, but they're working in the learning zone, which is where the magic happens. However, other teams are following the norms, the unwritten rules of how they've always worked together. Teams clearly know their boundaries, even when they are not articulated. Let's take a minute and consider the internal risk calculations we all take before using our voice. They're micro-assessments that we're not even consciously aware of. It's making the decision whether the risk of speaking up is worth the potential for a negative outcome. Can we all agree that at the end of the day, we want to be secure? We want and need to protect ourselves, and we don't want to jeopardize our job, our role, or our ability to be promoted or considered valuable on a team. Nobody wants to be labeled a disruptor, someone who questions what's going on, an individual who raises concerns, tough subjects, complex situations. But that's exactly what needs to happen in order for psychological safety to thrive. There's a difference between teams and teaming. Working within a team constitutes sharing the work to achieve the expected outcomes using the same methodology, accessing support the way we've always done it. It's a well-defined construct. Teaming is a different animal. Teaming is done in a vibrant, vocal, dynamic construct. Individuals are spontaneously speaking, using their voice, asking questions, being curious, asking for clarification, problem-solving, looking for new ways to make a difference. Isn't that what it's all about? I want to go to work and make a difference. I want to know that my unique skills and talents are valued. They're utilized. That I share in the successful outcomes that I contribute to. Employees want and need different things in the workplace now. We often say, boy, 
Will it ever be nice when we get back to normal? But you know what? This is our normal. This is the new way we do work. Employees expect to be valued, to be given the opportunity, to be invited to be diverse, to be included in every way, shape, or form possible, to share collaboration and connection with each other. The work has to be meaningful. They want and need to be heard, not in the way an organization or a leader expects, but in the way that they have to offer. Everyone wants equal opportunity to be part of something bigger than themselves, to feel joy and excitement about going to work. It's pure magic when I see it happen. And it's a journey, but it's one I invite you to consider. I do want to clarify what psychological safety isn't. It's not about always having great days or avoiding tough conversations and situations. It's not about being nice for the purpose of agreeing. Psychological safety doesn't mean work expectations and standards need to be lowered. It's not about following others when we don't feel okay with that. And I think it's important for us all to consider what it isn't as much as what it is. Because I think there's a hesitancy on behalf of organizations and leaders when they explore whether psychological safety is something they want to make a commitment to. It's difficult for leaders to access their vulnerability, open themselves up, to learn how their team feels about being able to attend work in an authentic way and speak freely. It takes courage for a leader to ask, to actually ask what their team thinks, what's truly going on. Assessing the level of psychological safety in your team may result in an extraordinary opportunity you wouldn't have otherwise identified. Rather than focusing on what's not going well, I challenge leaders to think about it in exactly an opposite perspective. I say, wow, you invited me in, we've assessed the team, the team has been able to provide their feedback and look at the opportunity for you and your team to build the solutions, the pathways, the connection to feel safer and perform better than ever before. I want to make the distinction, though, between what psychological safety is and what psychological health means. Psychological safety is centric to teams or groups that are working together, whereas psychological health pertains to an individual's unique mental state. Yes, psychological safety does impact an individual's psychological health, but we need to remember there's lots of variables and factors that impact our unique mental state. And there's a significant difference between my work with psychological safety and a focus on psychological health. What's really exciting is that there is a relationship between the two. I want to talk about Project Aristotle. It was a study conducted by Google who wanted to know what makes the perfect team. And researchers found it wasn't so much 
who was on the team, but how the team was working. They identified five key dynamics required for teams to work at optimal levels, outside the box, so to speak. One of those dynamics was identified as the foundation for the other four dynamics to occur. And that factor, that dynamic, that absolute foundational piece was psychological safety. I will provide reference and a link to the research in the episode notes. I want to hear your thoughts, your questions, your stories. I hope that you have found value in my thoughts shared today. And as always, I leave you with this last question. How are you serving your team today? We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Shelly invites you to send your feedback, thoughts, and ideas to Shelly at servetheteam.ca. Follow Serve the Team on social media or check out servetheteam.ca where additional articles and information is available. Specific references made in the podcast can be located in the episode show notes.